Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 268 of the Ask the Coach show, where Ping Skills helps you improve your table tennis. Is it really Friday again? That is great news because it means the weekend is here and I get to tell a joke. But before I do, let me tell you about today's show. We'll be talking about how fast you can hit a table tennis ball, playing against medium pimples, and the rule regarding hitting the ball on the full. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Supercoach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Uh, thank you, Jeff. And um, we're a little bit late because I was just sitting on the couch watching a bit of Wimbledon and, you know, yeah, so apologies. Here there I you am. go. Yeah, I haven't watched much of Wimbledon yet, but um, yeah, maybe this weekend I'll get to take a, a look and uh, see some of the matches. Yeah, and it was just a replay. It was just Tommy playing some guy in you know, yesterday's match. Anyway, but it's good. The Ask the Coach show is here. It is indeed. And Alois, it is Friday. And so. that's what I'm excited about because <laughs> I know Why what Friday Right. Hey, uh, funnies, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> I'm not surprised. And um, you know how recently England lost to Iceland? That was a bad loss, wasn't it? Oh, dear. Oh, bad. Oh, my goodness. That was terrible. Good for Iceland. Yeah, good, good for, for Iceland. Iceland. Yeah. Yes. You yeah, I do, I, I do feel very sorry for all our English uh, folk. It is, it is sad, a sad day. Um, well, someone asked Bobby Charlton, the one of the you know, famous members from the 1966 World Cup team, he says, how do you think your team would have gone against the Iceland team? And he was like, oh, you know, I reckon we'd probably, you know, scrape home 1-0. And, and the person's like, what do you mean, just 1-0? I thought you'd really flog him. He goes, well, we are in our 70s now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that's topical. Um, um, no, wasn't funny. But I, I do have another one um, as well, Alois, which is um, just like a timeless one, you know, so everyone can take this home and use it. Yeah. Just feel free to. A ham sandwich walks into a bar and orders a beer, and the bartender says, sorry, we don't serve food here. <laughs> that's great, isn't it? Everybody, just feel free to go and just share that humour. Make someone happy. Just take that joke as your own and use it. If you don't want any friends. (laughs) Oh, dear. Now, yesterday, Alois, we asked people, have you ever tried playing table tennis outdoors and how was it? What did people say? Well, there's lots lots of responses, obviously, if... Quite a few people have been out there uh, trying to play table tennis. So Rod Archer said, terrible. The wind blows the ball around. Very true. Chris Addis. Uh, Chris, what have you got to say? We had a table set up outside at an expo thing. It was horrible. Yeah. Um, Luke Blytheman, it's good fun. If you lose, you can blame something else. <laughs> good point, Luke. Um, Tommy. Growing up in Hong Kong, rooftop table tennis on public concrete tables was common. Well, there you go. Um, and Cal McKeon said, um, had a period of playing it outside most days during summers in London. Jeepers. That would have been like, you know, when the weather was 12 degrees. 
has got a bit too windy in recent summers to do it regularly, though. It's good for the person playing against the wind as it makes looping easier. Yeah, you can really rip it into the wind and the ball gets forced down uh, to hit the table. Yeah, good point. But my favourite is my friend Mark Taylor. If you haven't seen it, get on. He's put up a great picture of he uh, himself and Ben playing in a beautiful setting, would be down in downtown Warrnambool um, in Victoria here along the Great Ocean Road. If any of you are ever going to visit Australia, get down the Great Ocean Road. Anyway, go and have a look at the uh, the picture on, um, on the Facebook page of Mark and Ben having a hit, Australia. Beautiful. Indeed. Indeed. Um, and, yeah, like we mentioned yesterday, that was inspired because a ping skiller sent in a picture of um, a table tennis in a park in Texas. And again, that is really good picture too. So have a look at pingskills.com and the table tennis blog and look at that uh, ping pong in Texas um, post. Now, Alice. Yeah, uh, thank you, Joseph, for sending that in. Yep. Uh, sorry? But, uh, thank you to Joseph for sending that picture in and the, yes, and the blog. You, yeah, get on there. Good job. Um, and when. When I first started playing table tennis, uh, my friend had a table tennis table outdoors. So after school, I'd go over to his place and we'd play ping pong on an outdoor table quite often. It's, um, yeah. But as soon as the wind comes up, it does become... Sorry? I've had to do do some exhibitions outdoors at primary schools and things and it makes you look a bit silly because, you know, you you go to hit the ball and the ball just does that and swings past your bat. So, yeah, but it's a good challenge. Give it a try. And, you know, um, they did develop a table tennis ball, an outdoor table tennis ball, which was a bit heavier. I remember going down to the Coburg Club and Bruce Carter had one there and I had a hit with it and it was almost like a rock. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, something to think about, something to develop because... Table tennis could be a good outdoor sport. <laughs> you could make the ball really big, put a bit of fur on it, make the court bigger. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so moving on, today's Pink Skillers question of the day is, who is the best doubles partner you've ever had? So jump on our Facebook page facebook.com slash pingskills or on to our blog on the website pingskills.com and let us know who is the best doubles partner you have ever had. And um, Yeah, we have already got a couple of uh, responses and I guarantee that, uh, that, that, um, that there'll be a couple of people that we know will be putting comments on there and some of them will be a bit silly. I think that's probably true. Mick, Mick War. Okay, <laughs> go on. Indeed. Um, all right, let's move on to some questions. And Victor E has asked a question. He loves Waldner Alloys, and he's made a list of, you know, where people rank over all time. And he's decided to put Waldner number six, or no, he's made a list of rankings now, and he's decided to put Waldner number six in the rankings if he was in his prime. So take Waldner from his prime, put him against all the top players now, and he yeah. reckons he'd be number six in the world. What do you think? Did he get him right? Or, you know, he doesn't oh, think Waldner in his prime would have a chance against the top five now. 
I reckon I would put him at number five. So Ma Long's one, Fan Zendong two. You know, oh, Zuzi, you know what? I reckon he'd take Zuz in just because he was so good at being able to place the ball and, and Zuzin's only got the one side. Zhangzi Kerr, don't know, but I would put him above Ovcharov. Yeah, Ovcharov's five. I'd put him above Ovcharov. There you go. There you go. That's high praise because I think the sport has moved on quite a bit from when he was in his prime, just with the backhand flicks and just the way they counterattack. Yeah, I know. Um, but so Waldy so was hard to so judge. Good. But Waldy was so good, Jeff. <laughs> he was. <laughs> he was indeed. Oh, well, good. Um, you know, always a good discussion point. So thanks for the question, uh, Victory. All right. Now, um, Fessy has said, and I'm sure I pronounced that name perfectly. Um, <laughs> What is the average speed of the ball in the professional table tennis match? Ah, that is a good question. And Fezzi, Fezza, Fez, Fez, um, has, um, has sent us a couple of links. So go to the question. We'll put a link to the question. And he's um, got a link there um, of uh, a competition, like they had a world fastest shot competition. Um, and the f- fastest was only 112.5 kilometres per hour, which surprised me. I thought it would be much faster than that. And then he put an actual video up of Ovcharov, the number six player in the world, five player in the world, um, uh, doing a smash. And he was only getting about 120, 120 k's an hour. So... There you go. That surprised me. I thought it would be faster. Yeah, well, you've been going to exhibitions for decades, Alois, and telling everyone that people I've hit been the lying to people. 160 yeah. kilometres an hour, you said. I know, I've been lying to people for so long. I do apologise to people. Yeah, but Always I was surprised people. because you watched that Ovtarov video and he's hitting that ball really, really fast. Like, that is pretty much as fast as anyone's going to hit the ball. And it was 122 was like the top speed. Yeah, I wonder I wonder where the radar is picking up the ball, perhaps. You know, maybe it's um, closer to the radar. I mean, because the ball would slow down quite a lot, even in that first few metres, I would say. But it's hard to tell. Mm. But, yeah, yeah. 120s, yeah. We need, some, we need some stats. ITTF. Get onto it. I want to see radars at matches. I want to see what's going on. There was some talk, you know, about even being able to um, check the rotations on the ball. Let's see if we can do something like that, ITTF, or someone, someone with some technological te- technological um, expertise. Get onto it. I want to know what's going on with these balls, what what the figures are, how fast, yeah. how much spin. That would can be anyone awesome. do it? Yeah, that would be awesome when, you know, when they serve, they go, that ball was spinning at two, 200 revolutions per second and this one was spinning at, you know, 22. That would be, that'd be some good stats. Yes, uh, that, 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 would, that would make table tennis so much more pleasurable to watch um, for, you know, the, the general public because at the moment it's so difficult to tell how much spins on the ball. So let's do it. Someone, come on, someone out there has 
already has the knowledge and technology, where is it? <laughs> Give it to us. Now, even though you're surprised about 120 kilometers an hour, when you're talking about the distance of a table, that is incredibly fast. Like baseball pitchers stand how many yards away? I don't even know, being from Australia, but quite a distance away, and they pitch the ball at 100. Well, that's 100 miles an hour, isn't it? Which is... Um, 60. Yeah, 160 160 But a lot further distance. So 120 over that shorter distance is still pretty quick, you know? Yeah. And even other sports, yeah. you know, like tennis stuff where they're serving the, the serves at like 200 kilometres an hour, that's a much longer distance. Yeah. So the... Um, the uh, the baseball pitch is 18 metres. There you go. All right. Well, thank you, Fezzi, for bringing that up. Very interesting discussion. Next up is a question from Sean who says, is playing against medium pimples the same as playing against long pimples? And if not, what's the strategy for playing against medium pimples? Yeah, so the, the basic principles are the same. So medium pimples um, just mean that I haven't got my pimple. Yes, I have. Got a pimple back here. Yeah. So the the length of the pimple. So so this is a long pimple. It's hard to tell, but there you go. That's a long pimple. Um, the medium pimple is just a little bit shorter. So what that does, it still reverses the effect of the spin, but not as much. Um, but the person using medium pimples can attack a little bit with the can with a longer pimple. So, so strategically, what do you need to think about? So firstly, um, you need to think that it, it is going to reverse the spin. So if you can um, get a good backspin ball into the pimple, you're going to get a ball back with top that you can attack. But you um, got to be careful not to give the pimple too many soft shots. So when you're playing against a long pimple, you know, sometimes if you're in trouble, you can just guide the ball back into the into the pimple side um, and it's hard for uh, the pimple player to attack. When they're playing with medium pimple, you have to be a little bit more careful. So you can't just give them a softer ball there because they can attack that a bit easier. So that's, yeah, that's strategically the things that you need to think about as a difference between long, playing long pimples and medium pimples. So when you say it like that, it almost sounds like medium pimples, if you want to use a funny rubber, are better to use because um, they're a bit easier to attack with, but you still get a bit of, bit of benefit of that reversal. Yeah. Is that the case? Or? If, if you are going to attack a bit, yes. But um, the longer pimples gives you better control, um, especially if they're playing the ball faster to you, it's going to slow down the ball a bit more. So, you know, for a defender, the longer pimple is a bit better because it's going to take a, a, um, more of the pace off the off the ball. Right, gotcha. Cool. All righty. Next up is a question from Divan who says, I would like to know the following. If my opponent hits the ball out past the table and I hit it back before it bounces and that ball is in, does the play go on or do I get the point because my opponent hit it out first? Okay, so this this is the question. Um, at the top level, no one has any problems with this, but at the um, school level, beginner level, office level, this is one that a lot of people get really wrong. So listen up. Don't listen up. Listen up. That's better. Um, so 
if the ball goes out past the table, so here's the table. If the ball goes out past the table without bouncing on it, then it is out. No matter what happens after that, the ball is out. That is this person's point. That's your point because the ball's gone out of bounds without touching the table. So even if it goes out of bounds past the table and then someone hits it back, the point's already finished. The ball has already been out of bounds on the full. It is out. End of point. So what happens after that doesn't matter. The first mistake is that the ball has gone out of bounds on the full. End of story. That person wins the point. Hope that clears it up for you. That does. Now, what happens if it hasn't gone past the end of the table and you hit it on the full and put it back onto the table? Great. So if the ball's still over the table now, so it hasn't touched the table and I hit it back here, then I'm out because I haven't let the ball bounce and it is still in play. So the first mistake now is that I've hit the ball on the full without letting it bounce, which you're not allowed to do. So what if it was what if it was uh, going to go first out mistake, even though I hit it on the full over the table? Yeah, yeah. So even if it's going at 150 k's an hour, which we know it can't, even if it goes at 100, it's going at 150 k's an hour and rising. If the table hasn't gone out of bounds on the full, so the the first mistake hasn't happened. It hasn't actually gone out of bounds on the full, so it's still in play. I hit it on the full. I've made the first mistake. I'm out. Gotcha. All right. Well, I think that clears it up. Excellent. Uh, thank you for the Good. question, Divan. And as Aloy said, it's a it's a common question, and a lot of arguments happen over this. So go back now and tell everyone you know what the rule is, and you can clear it up once and for all. Excellent. Alrighty, well that wraps up show 268. Thank you everyone for watching. Have a great weekend. Get lots of table tennis in, watch lots of ping skills table tennis videos and just have a great weekend. Thank you everyone and thank you Alois. Thank you Jeffrey and we shall see you next week guys. Something a little bit different, exciting happening next week. Stay tuned. Bye for now. Bye.